finding Francis. Hey, Bella, I ain't know if he was at work or not. I'm gonna give you a call back in a few. All right. It's funny how life could change. All within the blink of an eye. Be careful of decisions you make. All within the blink of an eye. Just When everything you know is gone, and everything that glitters ain't gold, you know. Things can go from good to bad, bad to all within the blink of an eye. He said, Once there was a rapper that was super spectacular. Welcome back, and thank you for listening to this episode. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, please, I advise you, start listening from episode number one. I am your host, Bella Zinn. And if you have any information about Rob Francis, please visit www.findrobfrancis.com. You can leave your thoughts, ideas, or input on a forum, or even leave an anonymous tip if you know more about his disappearing. On September the 25th, 2017, my life was changed forever. Robert McLevin, a.k.a. Rob Francis, my roommate and best friend, is vanished from my apartment without a trace. I'm going to tell you who Francis is who his friends are, his disappearing, the theory, and the police investigation into this case. You're going to hear from other people and his relationship with those people. The reason why I decided to do this after almost three years of no trace. Zero help into this case from his friends that may know more. The suspicious behavior from people and the search. I spent hours looking and searching for pieces. I'm going to give you a clear canvas and let you, as a listener, puzzle the pieces in. This is my research, my story, and what I did and do to find Rob Francis. Previous on finding Rob Francis. I told you about Francis, introduced you to his friends, Emp, Phil, TJ, and myself. Hopefully this will give you, the listener, a clear picture of who I'm talking about in future episodes. Today I'll be telling you about the accident, I will take you back to the hospital, the head trauma that became a daily battle for him and the friend who lied and never told us exactly the reason for hiding the truth. It's February 2014. I receive a call from Miss Angela that Francis is in the hospital in the intensive care. Phil and I rushed to the hospital to see Francis and to figure out what happened. He was hit by a 16-wheeler while walking on the shoulder of I-95 North between the exit 1 and 2 of St. Mary in Georgia. His injuries? He had head trauma, possibly memory loss. His left shoulder was broken. His left arm, he had iron plates in there, a couple of broken ribs, and bruised up. When me and Phil got there, he was still in the ICU on the breathing machine. His family started asking questions. Who spoke with him last? What was he doing in Georgia? Who brought him there? There was a lot of questions that needed to be answered. The truck driver claimed that he was walking on the highway, like a suicide. But we know from eyewitnesses and later from Francis' account that it wasn't the truth. Unfortunately, in this case, it was the driver's word against Francis, who had memory loss of the entire accident. Logically, Francis was hit on the left side of his body, walking with the flow of traffic, and the slip mark of the 16-wheeler showed clearly that the driver hit him in the grass next to the shoulder of the expressway. 
that the driver fell asleep. And by coincidence, we think Francis was walking towards the next exit. Of course, no lawyer wanted to take this case. It was not a winning ticket. It was the driver's word against Francis' word. That Francis didn't remember how he got there. Or his reason for being there. This was in Georgia, not in Florida where he lived. I received two voicemails of him that morning of the accident. Both around 1 a.m. One you hear in the intro, and I will let you hear this one again. And the other one was kind of the same thing. He was just trying to get my attention or trying to maybe pick him up or something like that. But I couldn't call him back. The calls were anonymous. I will let you hear the voicemail right now. Hey, Bella, I didn't know if you was at work or not. I'm going to give you a call back in a few. All right. That was the recording of that day. I saved that recording for the lawyer at the time. I sent it to his mom just in case they want to get some evidence. I asked Amp and Phil what they were doing that weekend because they were hanging out that weekend. They rented a room and left the room on Sunday morning. I was trying to figure out who drove him and where he was trying to go to. Francis got off the breathing machine into a secure room because he was absolutely clueless of his situation and the pain medicine was making him high. He wanted to walk out the room. His short memory loss was a daily battle at the time. He thought he was in New York, that it was 1986. He asked me to sneak him out of the room so that he could smoke a black amount. For two weeks, he wanted me to tell him what he did the last few days before his accident. He lost his memories for weeks. He kept thinking that it was still his first day in the hospital. At one point, it was Amp, Phil, and TJ, me, his mother, and his grandmother in the room. I already asked Amp and Phil numerous times about that Sunday. We knew he didn't walk all the way from Jacksonville, Florida to St. Mary. That's a 36 mile next to the highway. That means that's 10 to 11 hours of walking. Nah, not Francis. Who will do that? He will find somebody. The only person I didn't have a chance to, to talk to was TJ. This was only the third time I think I saw TJ. So I asked him, what's the last time you see Francis? He asked me, why did you want to know, Bella? I said, because we're trying to figure out how we got there, who drove him, because we can't figure it out. I asked Amp and Phil, and they just answered me. TJ said, I don't remember. I said, TJ, your boy could have died, and his mother needs answers. And you seem to be knowing something. He was just nervous or acting a little bit strange. TJ answered, yes, I seen him Sunday at the library downtown. I kind of jumped up. I said, so you did see him? He said, yeah, but I don't know why it matters. He said, because he's almost dead and his family thinks that somebody would have heard him. I don't understand why you lied about something so small. I started asking and pressuring TJ. Was you the one who gave him the ride? To where? He said, Bella, man, I promised, man, I promised Francis not to tell anybody. I got upset. It's such a simple question so that we can piece in a puzzle for his mother to calm down and not to think that somebody was trying to hurt her son. Come to find out that Francis got online to ask TJ for a ride because his phone was cut off that day. I said, so where did you drop him off? He said, exit Pecan Park. Now why? 
would you drop your best friend off the empty exit? Let me tell you, Pekin Park at that time was a deserted exit. No gas station, nothing close. In the middle of nowhere, no street lights around 6 p.m. I asked TJ, did you ask him where he was going to? Some chick, music? Could it be possibly a reason for Francis to drop him off there? He said, listen, Bells, he asked me to drop him off. I don't ask questions. TJ was clearly tired of me asking questions. And I think he left, actually. That was the end of that. The thing is, I never forgot that. I still don't know why TJ chose not to tell a full story. And he never did. And Francis never remembered it. In my book, TJ holds that answer. And if my friend would end up in the hospital, I would at least tell his mother what he was planning to do. Or I would have said at least to his mother to give him a sense of truth. To give her a sense of truth. But his loyalty to Francis was very, very strong. His family was afraid that somebody might have hurt him on purpose, kidnapped him. The driver said that it was suicide to cover himself. And all in all, this was just a weird and bizarre accident. And I do believe in coincidence. And I do believe that that was just that. But the reason why I tell you this story, because after Francis disappeared, TJ became just as fake. And I found out that he lied about things toward the detectives. And I start thinking about this occasion that he might have known more. Question is, am I start having a tunnel vision here? Or does TJ know more about his disappearance? On the next episode of Find Rob Francis, I will take you back to the day and the night before his disappearance. The phone calls, the room, the car, how everything was left, the police extremely fast respond to him missing, and the response of his friends on the question if they knew where he was. I want to thank you for listening to the third episode of Find Rob Francis. And today, I will leave you with a song called Destiny of his album Heart Treatment. In a matter of a moment lost till the end of time It's the evening of another day Just fulfilling my destiny yeah. Giving you the best of me You know it, you know it. See strange, they come and go So you can switch up the recipe If you just believe Believe it, believe it Yeah That it can be your destiny Your destiny yeah. Destiny yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like plaque on your back teeth The stars not that all that far All you gotta do is reach just believe we can take that quantum leap Though the haters wanna see you hang it up like a wreath Sometimes we the ones throwing up the barricades Just remember faith and fear merely are the same You can find prophets, scientists, and scholars that are say the past, present, and the future alternates every day Cause and effect, constantly conditions change But it falls in the place within the yin and the yang Trust me, you can go where you gotta get to Who puts limitations on what the man above can do? Don't lose sight, be a visionary, make your mark, do your part, get your picture in the dictionary. Whatever, no matter your current state of residence, even you can grow up to be president. Yeah, I'm just fulfilling my destiny, giving you the best of me. 
you know it Seasons change, they come and go So you can switch up the recipe If you just believe Believe it, believe it Yeah That it can be your destiny Your destiny Destiny You're running out of options Empty your mind's heart drives from the toxins Go hard every round like you in the ring boxing Maybe you one of the few guards sit I chose a little more substance over nonsense Had to press reset on the game's cartridge Ride with me, take hold of the armrest And escape from the jaws of the lockness Don't let doubt determine your downfall Sometimes when you play, you might accumulate the powerball They say that wrong wasn't built in the day But who's to say that it can't be done? Nah, trust me, you can go where you gotta get to Who puts limitations on what the man above can do? Whatever, no matter your current state of residence Even you can grow up to be president Yeah, I'm just fulfilling my destiny Giving you the best in me You know it Seasons change, they come and go So you can switch up the recipe If you just believe Believe it, believe it Yeah That it can be your destiny Your destiny Destiny Stand firm against the force of the furnace Global warming, the world wanna burn you The weight bears down on your chest Through your sternum, lights ups and downs Like the Wall Street Journal As long as you make it to the top You can beat me there I'm on my J-O-B, I meet you there The world colder than frigid air Still I'm tryna make it from a peasant To a slum dog millionaire I'm just yeah. fulfilling my destiny Giving you the best of me You know it Seasons change, they come and go So you can switch up the recipe If you just believe Believe it, believe it Yeah That it can be your destiny Your destiny Destiny Yeah